morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Midday Grind, Five Night of the Fan. We continue live from Maryville University, the beautiful <laughs> campus. Hold your applause, everybody. And, Charlie, you know, sometimes I can be kind of rude. Usually. On, a, on, on occasion. Normally. And then I have to walk it back or I feel bad. Do you really feel bad, though? No, but there's reasons you have to walk it back. For example, our good buddy Jim Powers for many years has been the subject of a lot of abuse, mostly from Frank. Maybe a little bit from me. And here he is hosting us today at Maryville, and he rolls out an unbelievable place for us to do the show, the beautiful union here, LJ's. Then they have a catered lunch, grilled chicken, fresh greens. There's a chili option. Jim, I take back everything terrible I've ever said about you. Shoot, I I actually was here to defend myself finally because normally when the pot shots come around, I'm either driving or I'm in my office, and i got to send you a text message, Martin, and say, uh, why am I being tossed under the bus So I'm a coward because now I'm here in front of you. (laughs) Sucking up. And I'm being nice. Jimmy, thanks for having us out. Beautiful campus. Great spread here. And uh, you've been working with Maryville for a number of years, and I'm sure you can feel it too, just sort of the energy that's going on here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one, you know, Lonnie and the great partnership we have uh, with you guys and Lonnie helping put everything together and all that. But, yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the energy and a lot of the great things going on around Maryville is just unbelievable right now. The uh, soccer stadium, uh, which was just finished this past fall, uh, with the new seating area, the new track around the soccer field, uh, the new softball, uh, lacrosse, and tennis courts being built down across from St. Luke's Hospital. I mean, you, you can just feel, you know, how good things are here on campus. And, and plus, you, when you look at just the campus in general and the university in general, we, we've smashed, a te- you know, freshman enrollment records every year for the last three years. Um, you know, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, the administration, Dr. Mark Lombardi, our president, um, is just absolutely unbelievable with, um, you know, knowing what the students want, knowing, you know, the different things that they need. And we, you know, we provide them with that here at Maryville. In the athletic department, you know, Lonnie came in and it has just been unbelievable. I mean, the the things that he has done has just really, you know, in in the short, you know, 11 months that he's been here, you know, he, he gets it. You know, he's a graduate here, coached here, played here, was an administrator here before he went to the East Coast. But, you know, it's great to have him back. And, and you can feel a really, really great thing going on here in West County. When I was flying down to Florida for spring training, Trevor Rosenthal randomly on my flight because now at the Nationals, they're training in West Palm Beach. And we were talking about a lot of things but also Maryville, and I thought it was cool. I think he did a great job of kind of putting your baseball 
stadium and facilities on display as he's working out here overcoming his injury. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, he's got a great relationship with uh, our assistant coach, Travis Griffin, and, you know, he was looking for a place to throw, and we, you know, were able to provide him with that opportunity. You know, it, it was cool for a lot of our guys to catch him and to try and hit off of him. Um, but, you know, welcome, yeah. Welcome I mean, to the show. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the show pretty much. But did any was, of them actually get any type of contact off? A few of them did. Yeah. A few okay. of them did. You know, but and it then was, they went home and said, <laughs> I totally raked today on Rosenthal. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there were a lot of, off. There was a lot of big stories, I'm sure, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that went on. But, no, I mean, uh, you know, to have Trevor – you know, here on campus, uh, you know, using our facilities. That, that's huge. And you look at Lori Kolopny, our women's soccer coach, um, you know, that what she's done in her career and bringing that here to Maryville. I, having those types of people around our student-athletes is just unbelievable because they get it and they instill that work ethic. And you kind of notice that with Trevor. You know, he comes out, he just throws. You know, there's there's no you know there's no a lot of chit chat. There's no downtime. He comes, he gets his work done, hangs out with our guys for a couple minutes, and then he's out of here. And I think our guys kind of saw that work ethic, and kind of picked up on a lot of that stuff. Charlie Marlowe, not only a co-host of the Midday Grind, but also the host of the Friday Prep Zone on Fox Two. Jim Powers, uh, studio analyst, will be there on Friday night this week. And I, I was shocked to realize. Last night, Vishan had a game, and it was playoffs Yeah, already. And I know that sounds cliche. Is it already playoff? I didn't realize this has happened. But to Smet CBC play last night, they're going to probably meet again next week. I feel like, is it really wide open? Like, we've got some really good – like, Vishan's going to be tough to beat. But otherwise, even in the Catholic Conference, really the oh. balance of power – it's it's a little less of the dominance. You don't have a Tatum-type Chaminade team out there. No, no, you're exactly right. I, and I've said this on on the show on Friday nights many times. In Class 5 on the boys' side, I can put seven, eight names in a hat. And two, pick two, that's who's going to end up down in Springfield at JQH Arena. Uh, you look at Class 3, Vashon and Trinity. I'm going to tell you right now, and they're on a collision course. We saw them play a couple Saturdays ago. Uh, Vashon won on a couple free throws in the last three seconds of the game. We're going to see that game again in the quarterfinal. Somebody in the top three in the state is not going to make it down to Springfield because of that. But, yeah, I mean, the parity this year, and talking to a lot of the coaches, I was talking to Jay Blossom last night, and he said the same thing. The parity right now in the metro area and in the state is just unbelievable. And we showed last night on Fox 2 the highlights of that CBC DeSmet game. And I'm checking Twitter and all that after the game. CBC wins 52-39. Speaking of being shocked, I could not believe when they tweeted this out that CBC had not won the MCC nope. since 2005. I could not believe that. Well, you've got to remember some of the teams that Slew High had. You, um, you know, then obviously the unbelievable run that Chaminade made, you know, with Bradley and then that whole group. You know, I think Viani maybe snuck one in there as well. But, yeah. I mean, it was it was an interesting, and then Desmet having a couple of those teams in the you know mid two thousands. Nolan so, Berry, you know, yeah, the Nolan Berry Jimmy Barton crew. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that was it's great for them. You know, I still love what Kent's you know Kent, Kent Williams is doing up at the Smet with a bunch of sophomores. I mean, gosh, those guys are just going to be scary good over the next couple of years. You look at Vashon, uh, you look at Trinity this year, you look at McClure North, a team that's come out of absolute nowhere this year and they're going to contend i mean it's just it's unbelievable the parity 
that we're going to see, and it's just not here in St. Louis. It's around the state. There's not really a clear-cut team unless on the girls' side you're Incarnate Word, you're Jeff City, and you're Stratford. Those are the three teams that should win their respective classes. IWA goes down, beats Jeff City last night. Uh, Stratford is on like a 98-game winning streak, I think <laughs> it is now. Uh, it's the longest in the state, any any class, any gender. Um, you know, so, but on the guy's side, it, it is so wide open, it's unbelievable. And Illinois side, Belleville West, defending state champs. Are they a little vulnerable they right now? They got nicked last night by Alton, right? Both Super terrible. A little vulnerable right now is not the word. EJ has not played well since the foot injury. East side is playing out of their minds right now. And, you know, Collinsville, Alton, you know, we talk about in football how the, the gap is kind of closed a little bit between East St. Louis and everybody else. Well, I'm telling you right now, the gap in the, in the basketball side of things in the, in the Southwestern, there is no gap. You, you, can, you can throw a lot of names together and figure out who's going to make it. I mean, it's just, you know, Belleville West has kind of hit hard times right now. They've hit a back end of their season that's just been brutal schedule-wise in, in the conference. EJ getting hurt. Hardgrove playing out of his mind right now for East St. Louis, and then you got a Collinsville and an Alton team that's really, really come out of nowhere and play, and they're playing well. So it's going to be a lot of fun to follow the Illinois side of things here in the next couple of weeks as they get rolling. Jim Powers is here, a part of the Maryville team. Why don't you introduce the women's basketball coach by way of introduction, Jimmy, and then. Uh... <laughs> I'll do a little business, too. Fast Eddie's doors open at 1 o'clock. Absolutely. They're, speaking of Alton, right, the big buzzer beater last night, Alton, Illinois. Go ahead, do the introduction, oh. Jimmy. Bring them up. Yeah, I was, well, you, I was, you were talking about Fast Eddie's. Well, I know. I, I mean, was, holy smokes. I was I mean, trying <laughs> to decide the, uh, the, game, the flow here. Go ahead, do the no, introduction. No, I mean, you know, our, our women's basketball team having a tremendous year this year. Uh, you know, Colin Lanham has just done a terrific job with them. You know, a victory tonight against Missouri S&T I think gives us a – Pretty much locked in slot into the GLVC tournament in a couple weeks over at Edwardsville. But you look at what Colin's done with this group, and it's been, you know, a great year for him. So a big win tonight in a brutal conference. Once again, you look at the Great Lakes Valley Conference on the women's side. We talk about the men's side with Bellarmine and Southern India. We got the number one team in the country in our conference, and they just happened to come here to the Simon Center on Saturday against us, Drury. And, you know, the conference is just loaded up and down. And Colin and the ladies have done a terrific job this year. And looks like they're going to make the postseason. Got to take care of business over the last three games. All right, Jimmy, thank you. Thanks, boys. Charlie, I got confused because he took the headset off. And the two things I thought I'd never seen in my life is Jim putting down a microphone or a fork. And and there it was. On the way out. On the way out. I'm the worst. Fast Eddie's. Doors open at 1 o'clock. Great menu. Love you, Jim. Love Fast Eddie. Love the whole experience, the environment up there. Again, lunchtime starts at 1, but on the weekends, it's 11 o'clock. Seven days a week, those doors are open. Live music every single day. The great menu where the pricing hasn't changed. They don't even remember. You ask Eddie or Corey, the manager up there, they're like, we don't know the last time we changed the prices. Great value, great food. 21 and in the mood, stop by Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. And Colin Lanham is the women's basketball coach by way of introduction. With our buddy Jim Powers. Colin, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, tell us about the season and kind of go back. You know, it's August. You guys are shooting around a little bit, September. What did you see coming? What did you expect this year? 
Well, we knew we had a lot coming back from from a pretty rough season last year, and it's it's been a process of kind of rebranding our culture, getting uh, getting the kids in that we want to kind of be the face of, of Maryville Athletics and and be that front porch uh, of the university. And so, you know, coming in, we knew we had a a great postseason workout last year. You know, that was a, the best thing about this was we we had you know won seven games last year. But we never quit. You know, the kids were always in the gym. They were always working. Had probably the best postseason workouts that I've ever been a part of as a coach. So knew we were going to come into something special. Uh, the kids really felt like they had something that they had to to earn coming into the next year. So you know, we knew once they got back on campus, it was just a matter of getting everything gelled between the newcomers and the returners. So we brought in six new kids to go with our returners uh, to build our, our team of, of 13. So, you know, just getting them meshed together, had an opportunity to have them on, on campus this summer for a camp. So that kind of was a catalyst for everything. And then, you know, just getting in the gym and working hard and starting to see a little bit, bit of success just added to that confidence, and it was just kind of a snowball effect from there. And, Colin, local girls, Adrian Horn, Westminster. And then I remember seeing Mary Barton, St. Joe's, a junior for you guys as well. Yeah, uh, Adrian came in last year and, and played the second half of the season with us and was a, a huge contributor from the start. Uh, it was great to get somebody local. Uh, we'd already had Mary Barton on the roster at that point in time who's kind of evolved into you know, really being our kind of the face of the program and, and doing a lot of good things for us in a lot of different ways. So they actually played uh, club ball together when they were in high school. Mary's dad coached the, the two of them and another player from Lindenwood, another player at Southern Indiana, so a really talented team. So we knew when we had the opportunity to get Adrian to come back to town, we had to take advantage of that. Um, you know, she she's ended her career uh, after last year, and, you know, so we're still she's still part of the program, still on the bench, still helping us out where she can uh, while taking care of her academics and things like that here on campus. So um, lo love Adrian and the Horn family and, and appreciate everything that they've done for us and, and helping us get to where we are. You know, without her, we wouldn't have had the start of the year that we would have. You know, her leadership and, and experience before she got here was a huge help. And we talked to Coach Stricker about this. You want to have as many St. Louis kids as you can. That's not always, sometimes easier said than done. What is your recruiting net? Kind of how far out are you going? And, and is it a regional draw at this point? It's a if you can hoop and you want to come to Maryville and, and you fit our culture, we'll take you. You know, so this year we've got kids from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Indiana, St. Louis. Um, had, a, had an international kid from New Zealand. Got a kid from uh, across the river that was at Belleville, Shea Fluker, who just joined us at the semester, who will play for us next year. Um, you know, I'm from Indiana. Uh, it's where kind of where I'm comfortable at. That's where I recruited when I was a men's coach before I, I took over the women's job. So we've kind of, when we took the job over, it was kind of like, let's, let's go where we can get in. Um, you know, still trying to leverage our, our contacts here in St. Louis and trying to transfer those from the men's side when I was coaching there as an assistant here to the women. So, you know, we're definitely trying to get our footprint here in St. Louis and get out as much as possible, build, build relationships with everybody and, and continue to recruit there. But, you know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not afraid of travel. I'm not afraid of hard work and driving long hours to go watch games. So if there's a, a kid and a, a ball bouncing and shooting, I'm, I'm willing to go watch wherever she's at. So you were an assistant with the men's program here and now the head basketball coach of the women. Differences in coaching men versus women? All of them. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a 180? Well, when, when the opportunity first came about, I was naive. I, you know, I'd watched our girls play. I'd watched them be successful uh, you know, early in my career here as an assistant. And just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's basketball. Ten-foot-high goals. Basketballs are a little smaller. We're just not throwing lobs anymore. We're throwing a lot more bounce passes and layups. So uh, 
the basketball side of it was just different because the culture of the kids that are growing up and and you know playing on the weekends as opposed to you know there's there's not as many just straight up pickup games for a lot of girls down at the park um the guys club basketball is a lot different than than the girls club basketball so you know the girls that i've had you know i was very blessed they came in very smart um, executed great memories so we could run plays we could put in different defenses and things like that whereas on the men's side there's just a lot more balling you know there's just a lot more hoop and getting after it when something breaks down they're going to go get a basket I think the girls um, you know when I first took over they didn't want to step on anybody's toes they wanted to do things the right way they wanted they wanted to you know assimilate to what I wanted them to be so you know it's a little bit different whereas you're trying to pull guys in and you know try to pull the reins back a little bit you know the girls were from day one studying and playbooks, trying to, you know, get the drills down, get the terminology down. So um, once I figured out kind of the learning style, they understood what I was asking from them right around that, you know, January, February of my first year is kind of where everything started clicking. We started playing and, and, and executing a little bit better. I understood them. They understood me. And it was just, you know, had we had maybe a summer before, we could have worked out some of those kinks. But we were working out those little things throughout the year and, you know, turned into some good things towards the end of that first season. Charlie, this is going to sound rude. Of course. First of all, I feel bad with Jimmy. I got a parting shot and now I regret that I said that <laughs> I was so nice to him and then he's walking away and I couldn't help it. People Colin, are... also real quick, I want to interrupt. You ever notice how many times Martin has to preface his sentence with, this is going to sound rude or I'm not mean. I swear I'm not always like this. Correct. But I want to know, can you buy beer without getting carded? I have to assume you have uh, you're a very young looking man. I'm sure you I are young. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you can go buy a beer without them carding you. Uh, nowadays, I can get away with it. You okay. Know, a few, few years ago, I always got a young it. look. Yeah. Is, that, is that rude? That's, no, a, that's compliment. a compliment. I'll it's take a compliment. it. I'll take I get carded every once in a while no, too, and don't. I'm uh, going on 37. Seriously? No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Got a youthful and then look. tonight you guys are part of uh, the big event too. Yeah, people that are listening, if they want to come out, I think we can squeeze a few more in. Yeah, a thousand saints. I mean, we can we can never have too many people in here. It's it's an awesome opportunity, a great fundraiser, a great cause. Um, that's what we talk to the kids about. You know, it's not about it's not all about basketball. There there are much bigger, more important things that are going on. I think one, this is one of those nights where we can marry those two. You know, we can come out, hopefully provide a couple hours of entertainment for some of these families and kids that are that are going through some some terrible things that they shouldn't have to go through right now. And so if we can come out here and be a catalyst for this fundraiser, an opportunity to, to get more bodies in the stands and more money um, going back towards Kids Rock Cancer, then, you know, we're all in and we'll do anything we can do to help. Coach, thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks. Coach Colin Lanham is the women's basketball coach here at Mary. University Midday Grind coming to you live on site. And Chuck, maybe tonight, Jess and the family. A little Kirkwood Pizzeria, quite possible. Could be on the menu, possibly. Love Kirkwood Pizzeria. Had them about are they, two are they days fantastic? ago. That's what They're I want to know. fantastic. You know that. 471 North Kirkwood Road. Give them a call, 314 822 3488. Family owned and operated. My gal, Kinette, running things over there. She does a great job. Delivery only three bucks within a five mile radius. Call them for catering. Kirkwood Pizzeria, they make their dough fresh every morning. Kinnett tells me to tell you, come on in. You can watch them make the dough fresh. If you don't believe them, the wing sauce, fresh as well, made every morning for the chicken wings. The hot Italian sandwiches are really good. The meat lover's pizza, we always get that. That's great. So are the toasted ravs, the house salad full of meat and cheese. Tell them Charlie Marlowe sent you and get a free order of cheese and fresh basil bread. It is Kirkwood Pizzeria. Give them a call, 314-822-3488, 471 North Kirkwood Road. We love them.
good. I want to try some. You could go watch basil him bread. cook. This is, and sometimes the owner delivers for you because that's you're true. Too late to Kinnett, pick it up. No, I texted Kinnett today because I want a fresh read. I said any specials, and she said make sure you tell everybody that they make the dough fresh. And if you don't believe her, she invites you to Kirkwood Pizzeria. Well, I got to be there like at five a.m. or something. Or? North Kirkwood Road, and they will show you and make the dough fresh right in front. of I got to say, Carson kind of likes cooking. And he and Kim will make some bread. Maybe I'll take him over there. Maybe a little personal lesson. Make a little pizza dough. He's been known to make his own pizzas. It's a great spot. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Blues play tonight. You heard Chris Kerber earlier today with Frank Cusimato. Blues are in Dallas. Stars have lost three in a row. Blues, Charlie, have done the opposite. They have been winning. What? It's 11 straight, six behind the Predators. I guess if you look at the home road splits, you'd say – Home, home ice advantage isn't a huge deal, but it would be nice to catch Nashville. Dallas was a team you were chasing a couple of weeks ago, and now they're six points behind you. Blues, Stars tonight. It's must-see TV, which was not the case. I mean, people weren't even going to games. I think that had tickets at Enterprise. The attendance kept dip, 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 and even if tickets were sold. Now you can't wait, and there's no other – got the Maryville games here tonight. We don't have SLU playing, Illinois playing, Mizzou playing. So Blues once again, and I'm and I'm being honest. You get uh, Strick gets excited if Calgary and Edmonton are playing at midnight. Okay, who doesn't though? <laughs> but now I think people in St. Louis, hey, when are the Blues playing again? When are, I thought Tuesday was a great example of the excitement because the weather was bad and it was still a sellout, and people still made a point to go. Whereas I feel like in previous months, weather crappy, maybe ice in the forecast, people stay home because it's not oh, the Blues aren't playing well. But now they make an, a reason to go. We discussed that yesterday. Martin wasn't on the show. It was a great show, by the way. I heard it was Terrific. the best show in a long Nothing time. Nothing to do with that. God, but look, that game, Tuesday, 7.7 rating in St. Louis on NBC Sports Network. Not on NBC, on the Sports Network. Highest rated regular season Blues game ever in the STL market. And then as Brian Hoffman mentioned, sell out 18,600 on a Tuesday with weather coming. That shows you that people are all in. And that number... I don't think people can grasp it ever, but I think if I, my math is correct, it's about 140,000 people. It's a lot of people. 140,000 people tuning in to see that game, which, again, when NBC Sports Network says, hey, this is our biggest Blues game we've ever had in that market, the excitement level, no doubt, is cranked up. I think on Saturday, our baseball interest will move forward a little bit. At this point, you're glad you're not down in Jupiter. At this point, they're playing catch. The media is interviewing the media. You're just sick of being there. But on Saturday, you got your first game of the spring. It's against the Marlins. I think we'll see them a little bit this spring. Miles Michaelis gets the start. I think Flaherty's going to back him up, and they're saying it's likely at this point that Miles Michaelis is your opening day starter in Milwaukee. I think at this point he's the obvious choice, is he not? Look, Miles Michaelis last year, 18 wins which led the league or co-led the league there, a sub-3 ERA, pitched 200 innings. I think sometimes we forget how good he was. He finished sixth in the Cy Young Award. That's why I think it's funny when you kind of, if you roll out the Cardinals rotation, and I know Twitter is full of negativity, oh, they're a bunch of number three starters, threes and fours. What was Miles Michaelis last year? Again, he was sixth in the National League MVP voting. And is is Jack Flaherty a, a number four type guy? Isn't that somebody who has a number two type ceiling? Don't you think? And wouldn't you rather have? I mean, if you're not, you're not going to have two or three aces. Very few people are going to be the Atlanta Braves of a year years ago. If you have a bunch of guys that are like two plus, that are all two plus, I think you would take that. I just think with Miles Michaelis because 
He's not 100 miles an hour. And even though he throws hard, he can, he can touch 95, but he's not striking everybody out. But, man, especially with Carlos Martinez going down, we'll see what happens in terms of if he's a starter or if he's a reliever. But when you look at this rotation, because there are injury concerns with a lot of these guys, you got to look at, in my opinion, Michaelis and Flaherty. Those are the two guys. Don't you hope you're getting at least 180 innings from both those guys? I don't really expect 180 from anybody else because of injuries, because of age, because of innings limits. I think if all those guys, the Wakas, the Wainwrights, the Martinez's, the Reyes's, if they gave you 15, 20 starts, you're going to get there. I think if there was an injury, though, to a Flaherty or a Michaelis, those are your two big innings eaters. If something were to happen to those guys, then I get a bit concerned. He sounds a little Pollyanna Hoff. I'm thinking he should pump the brakes, Chubby, okay? Pump the brakes, Chubby. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. That's our new segment. New pump segment. the brakes, Chubby. Somebody, Someone said that to me. Somebody no. said that to me. Someone called Martin that. <laughs> because, well, be- now I like <laughs> Because I was giving the blues. <laughs> Actually giving the Blues a little credit, and they said, pump the brakes, Chubby. That was before the overtime went over Toronto. That's okay? a good word. We need to bring that word back. But you think we can be mean or rude. Our guy, remember the shiny teeth people? That this he guy emails Ed, he emails media people in town all the time. Frank gets his emails. Who's the one, I guess just owner. I was going to try and keep it more wide open, but one owner in pro sports locally you know this area that you would say isn't bulletproof but nobody ever rips on nobody hates on i mean is it dewitt tom stillman Stillman. i was gonna say stillman yeah so i get an email and it just says stillman that's all it says but then i see it's from ed golterman hold on let me look up a photo of tom stillman smiling to see what his teeth look like before you tell me what he's beautiful teeth (laughs) so it just and this is out of nowhere this is last night i'm just sitting at my desk tom you and your thieving partners are rat B word. Oh my God. Keel Opera House saved your crooked asses nine years ago. You sold it out. You and the DeWitts are killing downtown with the help of the weakest city hall in America. You should have been stopped when you were doing another crooked deal. St. Louis drowns in crooked deals. And I was thinking, well, let's see, the Blues are playing well. Stillman's team is actually creating some energy downtown. But Ed's thing is all about the Keel Opera House and what went down there. But I thought this is the only time I've ever heard anybody attack with venom Tom Stillman. He's a, I, it's a little hard to portray him. I know Ed would say, you need to see the deal they cut. So the DeWitts and Stillman are killing downtown. Can you just, just reply and just say it's the Stiefel Theater now? I have, <laughs> I just have, correct him and not, nothing else. I have written him back several times. One time I said, get off the keyboard, go for a walk. He ignored it. The other time I said, you need a hobby, he ignored it. So I don't think he can be stopped. What would downtown St. Louis look like if we didn't have the Cardinals and the Blues? And also, Tom Stillman, who's a great dude, who is a fan, but also a smart businessman, and they they have to fight tooth and nail to get Enterprise Center upgraded right. Even though it went through, it seemed like for a while the city was like, no, we're still not going to give it to you. They finally get their money. What happens within a couple years? You get the 2020 NHL All-Star Game. How good will that be for downtown, for economic impact, for the city, for a nice, fun weekend there? And also, we're talking about a salary-capped league. The Blues spent to the cap, and everybody loved the moves Doug Armstrong made in the offseason. And, of course, the Blues started off really bad, but now you're starting to see what's happening, and they're the hottest team in the NHL. I don't understand how anybody could look at Tom Stillman – Look, DeWitt over the years, DeWallet and all that, and the Cardinals are scrutinized more than than anything. But Tom Stillman, come on now. All right, other news. This just in, a little housekeeping. 
In the XFL, our new league, we have one coach that's been named so far, right? Last week, Bob Stoops. Oh, yeah. Taking the Dallas job. The XFL has announced the new coach. Wait, in hold on. Washington, what Washington. DC. Let's okay, guess. hold on. Washington. It's, remember, the league runs it. They make these choices. <laughs> so hold on. Could it be Hazlitt? I was gonna guess. You'll never guess. So it's not Joe Gibbs. I I'll give Joe you, Gibbs would have been a fun. Hold one. on a second. I'll give you four thousand guesses. Is there a tie to Washington D.C.? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I'll give you five thousand. Is he young or old? Uh, I don't even know. I'd say. Medium. Would that help? I'd if say, you said young, yeah. would that narrow it down? Okay. Well, have you heard of this person? <laughs> Uh, I think, but I don't. Maybe not. You're, I'm you're not sure. terrible at giving hints. But I'm, <laughs> have I not painted a picture of its extremely vague? Uh, or I give up have before I, Charlie have, starts naming every person. Correct. NFL background or college? <laughs> correct. Background. Have I have I not painted a picture that tells you you went from Bob Stoops? And again, this guy may be great, but you went from Bob Stoops. Like, oh, I see. I what, really hope he's great, and you just don't know who he is. He may be great. But the Stoops hires said to you, hey, the XFL is not going to mess around. They're going to get big, big names so that it gets immediate attention by who their coach is because the players aren't going to be big names. The coach in Washington, you have, I give you 5,000 choices. You can make, you made one with Joe Gibbs. Spags. It's Pep Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Pep. Oh, Pep. Oh, For sure, guys. Yeah. XFL has announced Pep Hamilton with more than 20 years of experience as a coach. I'm Pep Hamilton. And I approve this hire. Radio News. Pep Hamilton should be a sports guy in Miami. Hey, Pep's here now. How did the Canes look tonight, Pep? Well, I'll tell you what, rough night over at the uh, Orange Bowl. Plenty of Pep with Pep Hamilton. I think it's fair to say that, look, you have Oliver Luck on board, and he is a, a big name, significant name. He brings credibility. And then you bring on Bob Stoops, tons of credibility, and that gets all the headlines, and then I think everything from there of course, until we get the St. Louis coach, I'm sure he'll be fantastic. Well, the, the only reason I bring this up, I'm not. And Pep Hamlet, I'm sure, is a wonderful guy and a great coach. Former offensive coordinator of the Colts. No, no you I do. do you hire him for TV and you I do a segment called Salt and Pepper. Yeah. The, the other guy's like a you know a wet blanket type. He's think, the salt. I think that could be you then. Uh, Pep my way out of here. He may be a great coach. My point was, as a St. Louis person watching the hires, you're wondering how big a name will it be an Isaac Bruce Hazlitt type. <laughs> Or not. They should hire Steve Spagnuolo to be the head coach <laughs> of the XFL team here. Uh, this just in. All right, quick break here. We're going to talk some baseball. It's not just Trevor Rosendahl, but over the years, Albert Pujols, Mike Matheny, guys like that have come out to Maryville doing some of their offseason training. We'll talk about the program for the Saints when we come back. Midday grind, live on location in West County in Maryville. Also available, Charlie, on 590thefan.com. Just like a cyclone, just like a cyclone. 